0: The way I've approached it is that training is a marathon, not
1: a sprint, and that really everyone goes through it in their own time, and their own journey. Hi there, I'm Rocky Ruperto. I'm a lawyer at Avant. That great piece of advice came from Dr Gemma Hogan, a dual paediatric and medical administration trainee. Gemma is currently a paediatrics registrar at Perth's Children's Hospital and works as the acting director of medical services at a private inner city hospital. Clearly, Gemma made some very deliberate decisions early on not to follow a traditional training pathway, and I'm going to ask her about those today. After hearing about the difficult choices junior doctors face when deciding on training and career pathways, we created this podcast series to share the stories of your colleagues and give you some insights about what others in your situation are doing. With Gemma, I discussed how to juggle training demands with different career interests, well-being and the importance of having a fur baby. Let's get into it. Hi Gemma, I'm really interested in knowing more about your decision to become a dual trainee. Could you please tell us about what led you to train in two specialties at once?
0: Yeah, sure Robbie. Um, So basically I started paediatric training and I, I was enjoying it but I kind of was thinking, oh is there other things that I can do in terms of my interests because I was also quite interested in medical administration at that point and um, I ended up undertaking an observership in it and then I interviewed for a position and I took um, a training position in medical administration. So I kind of, I guess, did a 180 on from working clinically to then working on clinically and I guess at that point in time I just wanted to explore other options and um, so I did that for a year but um, I think I missed some of the clinical aspects of my job working full-time non-clinical so then I went back to um, peds for a bit working full-time in that and I feel like this year I've kind of found my balance doing um, part-time medical administration or non-clinical and then part-time clinical working in paediatrics so um, that's been a pretty good balance for me.
1: And when you first jumped off the PEDS training pathway, were you worried at all that you might not be able to keep up with other people in your cohort or you wouldn't be able to advance your career as quickly as you wanted to? Uh,
0: Yeah, look, I guess that's a fear that a lot of trainees have. But I think at the same time, the way I've approached it is that training is a marathon, not a sprint and that really everyone goes through it in their own time and their own journey. So for me, taking that year off and working non-clinically was probably the best thing I could do for myself at that point in time, Um, just doing something completely different and following my passions. And I was really lucky in that position. I got to do a lot in junior doctor wellbeing, um, making the employment pathways better and being able to tailor jobs more towards people's interests and I, I found that really rewarding.
1: It certainly sounds like you're building the pathway then for the people following you. Do you have any advice or things that you would recommend to more junior doctors?
0: Yeah, sure. So I think um, my big thing that I suppose I tell people now is not to rush through, I guess, decisions when you're choosing a training program and really take your time. Um, You usually have a year as an intern and then also you can do a year or two of residency before you decide what you want to do. And I think that's okay to take your time rather than jumping onto a training program and then feeling like you're trapped in that and you can't go anywhere or do anything except finish that training program.
1: That's really great, Gemma. And have you found that your clinical work has complemented the non-clinical side or the skills that you've earned in your non-clinical role really complemented your clinical practice?
0: Uh, Yeah, actually, I think, yeah, that being able to apply that to the higher echelons and understanding, yeah, what happens at a ground level and how that kind of works up to the top tiers of the hospital and being able to make changes with that understanding at a ground level. I think the other thing that's been really good is, yeah, working clinically, um, I kind of go in with a mindset of how can I improve the systems um, from my non-clinical training or training in medical administration. So I think it's worked well for me in
1: both ways. And do you think that having the two roles, I know that Both of them are are quite large. How have you managed your own well-being or getting some downtime and making sure that you can give the best to both streams?
0: Yeah, look, I'm not going to lie. It has been a challenge at times. And I think some of my friends would say that I don't sleep, but that's not true. I do love sleep. So I think um, the big thing for me has been time management. And I know that a lot of people feel that doctors harp on about time management, but I really do think that is key. I also um, have some hobbies. I play indoor beach volleyball twice a week um, and I really enjoy that. And I also do yoga on the weekends and always try and make time for brunch with friends on the weekend because that's, you know, a very important meal then and just being able to to catch up with friends and to debrief. As well as I guess I can't forget my dog, Ginny, um, who keeps me sane every day when I come home um, after a stressful day and is always there for pats and hugs.
1: We often hear that our fur babies are a source of our happiness and help us to relax and unwind and also really connecting with colleagues and making sure that you're not isolated and you do have that connection to your professional community. So thank you for sharing that. And finally, do you have any advice for Gemma from three or four years ago? What would you tell her now?
0: I think I would probably tell myself not to worry too much about what other people think. That was my big thing going in and doing something that was i guess non-traditional taking a step back from uh, clinical training and going off and doing non-clinical and then coming back there's going to be people who think you are making crazy decisions but at the end of the day you have to do what's right for you and i guess yeah my my thing would be don't worry too much you know doctor's always going to be in demand and you will find your feet and find your career path so yeah don't be put off by what others say
1: that's great thank you Gemma it certainly sounds like you've forged your own pathway and i love that so long as there's people doctors are always going to be in demand so thank you very much for sharing your story today i certainly found it inspirational and i'm sure that a lot of our listeners did too so thank you
0: no worries thanks for having me Rocky.
1: i hope this short podcast was helpful we have many other similar resources available in advanced resource center thanks for joining us and all the best with your training